Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is May 13th. Today we're going to continue in section 50, starting in verse 10. It says, And now come, saith the Lord, by the Spirit, unto the elders of his church, and let us reason together, that ye may understand. Let us reason, even as a man reasoneth one with another, face to face. Now, I'm sure there is a lot to this scripture that I'm overlooking or that I'm oversimplifying. But what stood out to me in this scripture is how the Lord is speaking to the elders of the church, meaning he's talking to the leadership, to leaders, and he invites them to come to him and so that they can all reason together. Hearing this, it reminds me of a talk and a book of Elder Ballard's from years ago called Counseling with Our Councils. And this understanding that every single calling in the church, even down to our calling as parents and as husband and wife, is meant to be done as councils, the council of the first presidency in the Quorum of the Twelve, the council of the state presidency with other stake leaders, the council of ward councils, auxiliary presidencies. For a long time, I had a calling as a gospel doctrine teacher. And I approached that calling as my opportunity to counsel with the other ward members about the doctrine. Every calling in the church, from president down to the person who's asked to plan the Christmas party, is meant to be done as councils. No one stands alone in this church. No one is an island that's asked to do everything by themselves. Everything should be done in the spirit of counseling. Coming together, as the Lord says here, and reasoning together. Now with that in mind and with that understanding, I want to play for you a portion of one of Elder Ballard's talks about this concept, this principle of counseling together. Before I was called as a general authority, I was in the automobile business, as was my father before me. Through the years, I learned to appreciate the sound and the performance of a well-tuned engine. To me, it's almost musical, from the gentle purring of an idling motor to the vibrant roar of a throttle that is fully open. The power that sound represents is even more exciting. Nothing is quite the same as sitting behind the wheel of a fine automobile when the engine is operating at peak performance with the assembled parts working together in perfect harmony. On the other hand, Nothing is more frustrating than a car engine that is not running properly. No matter how beautiful the paint or the comfortable or comfortable the furnishings inside are, a car with an engine that is not operating as it should is just a shell of unrealized potential. An automobile engine will run on only a part of its cylinders, but it never will go as far or as fast nor will the ride be as smooth as when it is tuned properly. Unfortunately, some wards in the church are hitting on only a few cylinders, including some that are trying to make it make do with just one. The one-cylinder ward is where the bishop handles all the problems, makes all of the decisions, and follows through on all of the assignments. Then, like an overworked cylinder in a car engine, he soon burned out. The same is true of our stake presidents, priesthood quorum, and our auxiliary presidents 
And for that matter, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, all have stewardships that require large amounts of their time, talent, and energy. But none is left to do it alone. God, the master organizer, has inspired a creation of system of a system of committees and councils. If understood and put to proper use, this system will decrease the burden on all individual leaders and will extend the reach and the impact of their ministry through the combined help of others. In my experience, lives are blessed when leaders make wise use of committees and councils. They move the work of the Lord forward much faster and farther, like a fine automobile operating at peak efficiency. Committee and council members are unified. Together they experience a much more pleasant trip along the highway of church service. For the past eight and one-half years, I have served as a member of a council of twelve men. We come from different backgrounds, and we bring to the Council of the Twelve Apostles diverse assortment of experiences in the Church and in the world. In our meetings, we do not just sit around and wait for President Howard W. Hunter to tell us what to do. We counsel openly with each other, and we listen to each other with profound respect for the abilities and experience our brethren bring to the Council. We discuss a wide variety of issues, from Church administration to world events, and we do so frankly and openly. Sometimes we discuss issues for weeks before reaching a decision. We do not always agree during our discussions, but once a decision is made, we are always both united and determined. This is the miracle of Church councils listening to each other and listening to the Spirit. When we support one another in church councils, we begin to understand how God can take ordinary men and women and make of them extraordinary leaders. The best leaders are not those who work themselves to death, trying to do everything single-handedly. The best leaders are those who follow God's plan and counsel with their counsels. Come now, said the Lord in an earlier dispensation through the prophet Isaiah, and let us reason together. And in this dispensation he repeated this admonition, Let us reason together that ye may understand. Brothers and sisters, let us work together as never before in our stewardships to find ways to make more effective use of the wondrous power of councils. Truly, my friends, this is how leadership in the Lord's Church should look. Not one person delegating and dictating to everyone else what is going to be done, but everyone coming together to counsel together. And when we do that, we are given a really incredible promise here in the Doctrine and Covenants. Notice he says, let us reason together that ye may understand. God wants us to come together and to counsel with him so that by his spirit, he can teach us and we can better understand. If you've never been part of a church council that's worked like that, I invite you that within your stewardship or within your calling, you can have a council like that. Truly, 
the spirit works in a very distinct and powerful way when multiple people come together and through synergism become more, become wiser, become more able to approach the problems that they're facing. That is one of the promises given here by our Father in Heaven, that as we come together, we can understand better. One of my all-time favorite quotes on counseling together was given by President Stephen L. Richards in the 50s. He says, I have no hesitancy in giving you the assurance that if you will confer in counsel as you are expected to do, God will give you solutions to the problems that confront you. My friends, did you hear that promise? He has no hesitancy in giving us the assurance that if we will confer in councils, that God will give us solutions to our problems, whether those problems are personal and our counsel is between us and our spouse, whether the problem is with our kids and we counsel together as a family, whether the problem is within our callings and we counsel together as a leadership unit. The testimony of President Richards and my own testimony is that as we come together, as the Lord directs here in section 50, as we come together, as we reason together, and as we counsel together, he will be able to instruct us in high and holy ways. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.